0: This morning, we're going to be talking about relationships. And of course, the most, relation, most important relationship, bar none, in a believer's life is with the Lord. Humanly speaking, because I happen to be married, then my most important human relationship is with my wife, Debbie. But our relationship with the Lord informs thoroughly What our relationships with people, those closest to us, those we don't even know, what those relationships should be like. Jesus was never alone. He needed help. And he asked for help. And he lived in such close relationship with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit that they are in fact one. And today we're going to focus, as we're continuing in the book of John on the relationship that Jesus had and that we have with the Holy Spirit. And so in John chapter 1, we read this. We're going to be in John 14 in just a few minutes. But listen to these words from John chapter 1, the fourth book in the New Testament. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit, that's referring to the Holy Spirit. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on Him, on Jesus I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. So, John is baptizing Jesus, and as Jesus is being baptized, the Holy Spirit comes on him, fills him, and remains in him. And so, everything that Jesus says, his miracles, the things he's teaching, the places he goes, is under the filling and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus needed help. Not because he was sinful but because he was human. And as you've often heard me say, Scripture teaches us that he is the Spirit-filled God-man. And there's numerous places in Scripture that attest to this. So being fully God, 100% God, and 100% human, as a human being, he got tired. He had troubles. He was tempted. He struggled with the kinds of things that we struggle with Every day. And so he was filled with the Holy Spirit to enable him to live the life that his Father led him to live. And we're going to see this in the passage in John chapter 14. That the Father directed and the Spirit empowered. And it works the exact same way in the life of a believer. Now, we need additional help because unlike Jesus, we are sinful. And we need help. We need empowerment from on high to live the Christ life as we're called to live. And when we're not filled with the Spirit, when we're not walking in the Spirit, we're not following in the footsteps of Jesus. And so if you do have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 14. As we're continuing this series of messages called Nearest and Dearest, about John, who is the best friend of Jesus, saying, You know, here's how to have a very reverent relationship with Jesus, but at the same time, a best friend kind of relationship with Christ. We're going to be looking at John chapter 14, verses 15 through 31. Let me begin by reading verses 15 to 17. And Jesus is speaking and he says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor, nor knows him, but you will know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus is speaking and he mentions this Trinitarian formation that I've referenced, that there is one God who expresses himself in three distinct persons. One God, three distinct persons, co-equal, co-eternal, That God is a relational God. And so Jesus says, out of this relational God, he makes this offer of help for the believer from the Holy Spirit. So how does this work? Well, obviously it begins with relationship with Christ. And when a person comes to the place of realizing uh, their unpayable deficit in their relationship with God, that Uh, relationship with God is only allowed or enabled because our sin is forgiven by Jesus and when we receive that and receive Him as Savior and Lord, this launches a relationship with eternal God. And then the scripture says here in verse 15, then secondly, we follow God's will. And we've been talking in the last number of weeks a little bit about this. So I won't say a lot about this. But I'll simply say, if you say, for example, or led of God through a dream or a vision or a prophetic word or godly advice, it's all based on and it flows out of and is in agreement with God's word. And this is the primary source that he uses To show us his will. And it's so clear on so many things. In fact, it's clear, I would suggest, on all things. Thirdly, we seek to, as verse 15 says, to love and obey God. And we recognize our need, fourthly, for help. If Jesus needed help, so do I. And so the Spirit is our helper, he's the one who fills us, he's the one who empowers us. And so I want you to try to imagine he is available in this way and he wants to empower us and fill us and have that kind of relationship with us. Imagine uh, what it's like for him when we give him the stiff arm and say no. Imagine what it's like for him if we're trying to live the Christ life in our own strength. Which I'm going to suggest to you is impossible to do. It's impossible to live the life that God has called us to. To fulfill his purpose to lead a holy life. To be on mission in our own strength. So imagine it this way. You have someone in your life that you love deeply. And it's obvious to everyone. It's obvious to you that they need help they need a lot of help and you have the ability to help them and you certainly have the desire to help them you have the resources to help them and they refuse they won't let you help them and you're very frustrated by this and you say to them can I talk to you and they say no and I say you say to them can I help you I can help you I have the resources and they say no And you watch them to begin to wither on the vine. The Holy Spirit in the same way is grieved. When we won't let him fill us and empower us to lead a holy life. The Bible calls us to to lead lives of effective service. Because we need help. And we are reluctant to humble ourselves enough to admit that. And so Jesus says in these verses, I will send another. And different translations use different words to describe the Spirit at this point. For example, in the NIV, which I use, it uses the word counselor. So in other words, the image is, I'm not sure what to do in life. I'm facing all these decisions. And trust me, that's been a very real reality for me in this week as we've been making decisions. And as we will be making decisions, believe me, I've been inviting the Spirit of God to fill me, to be the counselor, to give me wisdom from on high. And the Holy Spirit will provide supernatural wisdom. Some translations translate it helper. And the idea is, I have too much to do. I'm feeling overwhelmed. He says, I will be your co-laborer. I will empower you. I will help you. Some say he'll be the comforter. And you're thinking, I'm upset. I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And the Holy Spirit will comfort. The comfort that goes beyond human ability. Some say he's the advocate. Scripture tells us that the evil one accuses the believer. The Holy Spirit defends us. He reminds us, as we talked about last week, because of Christ, because of Christ's work on the cross, not only are we forgiven, we are not condemned. And the advocate advocates on our behalf to that end. And so all of these things speak to the ministry of the Spirit. And this ministry is incredibly magnificent. It's rich. It's multifaceted. And we need him in all of those ways. You know, just like a real friend, and when I talk about a real friend, you know, there's really, there's really two types of friends. There's friends that say they're your friends, and friends that will help you move when you go to a new house. That's the real friend. The Holy Spirit is like a friend who will help us move. And unlike our human friends, he never gets a bad back and he's never too tired to help with the lifting. The Holy Spirit, listen to me carefully here, does not make us weird. Some people have this unbiblical idea about him. He's like the force in Star Wars or something like that, which is absolutely not true. The Holy Spirit does not make us weird. The Holy Spirit makes us like Jesus. This is one of his missions. To help us become more and more like Christ. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians 3. He says, And we all who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed. It's a process. Are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. This is His rule, to make us more and more like Christ, to serve on mission. So how does this work? Well, I admit my need. I can't, I can't live a, a biblical, holy life in my own strength. I can't serve like you've really called me to serve, to use my spiritual gifts, to be a person of that is focused on sacrifice and and, and loving others as myself, all of these things. I can't live this in my own strength. I don't have the power to serve you and, and do all that I need to do, that you've called me to do. So I admit that. And then I, I would say, we, we, we would say, search me. Lord, and this is a very biblical thing to do, is there any unconfessed sin in my life That even though I'm a believer, there's this area of my life that I've known about or you've pointed out to me. The Spirit's revealed it. And I, I haven't surrendered that to you. I haven't allowed you to heal that and cleanse that area of my life. Is there any barrier like that that I have put up? And so we ask that question. And then thirdly, we just surrender. And we say, you know, I understand I can't do this stuff. So I'm just offering myself. Would you fill me? And then we just receive by faith the filling of the Spirit. And we just, in a sense, breathe Him in. We fill Me, and then every day we invite Him to fill us and empower us so that we can walk in the Spirit. And it's an ongoing thing in life. How does, what kind of results do we see from that? Let me just mentioned very quickly, the Holy Spirit sometimes does the miraculous, but most often what he does is what we would consider regular. You might even use the word mundane. Sometimes, like I said, the Holy Spirit does miraculous things, and we pray for people, and based on Jesus' atoning work on the cross, someone is supernaturally healed. Sometimes he does that. Or sometimes he might give a prophetic word or a vision or a dream. And and those are all wonderful things. But equally wonderful are the regular parts of life. So let me just illustrate that in the life of Jesus in one or two ways. In Luke chapter 4, we we read that Jesus in verse 1 was filled with the Spirit. And then he goes into the wilderness and he's tempted by the evil one for 40 days. How did he resist that? Well, he obviously used Scripture, but he was also filled with the Spirit. And he was empowered to overcome temptation to live a holy life. As well, practically, just emotionally. You know, we might look in our life and we might say, I'm in rough shape emotionally. But with the filling of the Spirit... This provides the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. And there's nine elements to the fruit of the Spirit. And it's singular on purpose, the fruit, because all of these issues will be touched by the filling of the Spirit. And so it impacts us emotionally because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit perfectly empowered the emotional life of Jesus. And he can come and begin to recalibrate our emotional life as well. And so really the question to ask is have you been neglecting the spirit-filled life? Let's continue, verses 18 to 24. Jesus continues, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before uh, I will come to you, before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, because I live, but you will also live. On that day you will realize that I am in, the fa- in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. And we see there the Father directing the act Of the Lord Jesus. And so Jesus says, I won't leave you as orphans. Yeah, I'm going away post resurrection after 40 days. He's going to ascend to the right hand of the Father, but I will come back. But in the meantime, I'm not leaving you as more as orphans. And some feel this way in life. They've been abandoned maybe by a friend or maybe by a spouse or a business partner or someone key in their life has died or a friend has been transferred from work uh, to another geographic location and they feel and have an orphan-type spirit. In the Roman world, if you were an orphan, you had no legal rights. You were considered... Property, And so boys typically ended up either as slaves or gladiators. And girls typically ended up as slaves or prostitutes. In Jesus, there's these wonderful promises. We are God's chosen child. And just like Jesus was adopted by an earthly father, God the Father has adopted you. He has chosen you. You're a full member of the family. You're loved. You're cared for. You're provided. And you're protected. And he's saying, "I, even though I'm going away, I'm leaving the comforter, the advocate, the helper to communicate these things to you and to remove this orphan spirit that some of you might feel. Let's continue. Verse 25 31. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. But the world must learn that I love the Father, And I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now. Let us leave. So let me comment on three ministries of the Holy Spirit. The first one, and we've been alluding to this, is in the whole mental area of life. There's different places in the Gospels where we're called on to worship. And the wording varies a little bit, but it's like this. We worship God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, and all our strength. And the Holy Spirit, it says in verse 26 in the text, through the Scriptures, will teach us and give us the very mind of Christ. It says, if you go over to chapter 16 in John, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, draws us to salvation. He convicts us of sin. He points us to Jesus He guides us into all truth. And when we we come to Christ, when we surrender our life to Christ, the scripture says we become new creations and it's like our brain gets rewired. And I find myself under the Spirit's direction thinking differently. This is the Spirit of God, as these verses are saying, illuminating our understanding, turning on the light bulb, So we can read scripture and we begin to get it because he's illuminating us. And so we begin to hear what the Spirit, what God wants us to hear. We begin to think what God wants us to think. And he helps us to remember, verse 26, what we need to remember. And he does all this so we can live as God intended in a supernatural, empowered way. And so he helps us mentally. As I said earlier, though, he also helps us emotionally. You know, if you're watching the news at all, you know the world, a lot of the world is panicking right now. And the world has trouble right now. And so really, how do we live in a troubled world without having a troubled heart? Well, the world would say, like he says, in, in, in the verse there, in verse 27, the world would say to us, if you just have enough money and enough power, you can mitigate the risks in your life, and then hopefully you'll get some peace. Hopefully you won't be troubled. We all know there's never enough money. There's never enough power to let the heart not be troubled. And this virus is illustrating this very powerfully. So the world tries and fails to get peace based on external things. But what does Jesus promise? Something very different. He says in verse 27, as I read to you earlier, I promise, he's saying, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, and do not be afraid. And so he gives peace regardless of external circumstances. And that's what a believer can just be very honest and say, Hey, even though things are not okay externally, because of Christ, I'm okay. Even though there's all these bumps going on all around me, I can still be joyful. And this comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit transforming a life, transforming our emotions, transforming our thinking. It's not about ignoring reality. It's all about trusting the one who changes reality, who secures the future. Because as I said earlier, we are the people of hope because of what Christ did. And he has promised, it says in the book of Hebrews, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's also said, and when we die, it only gets better. When you have a relationship with Jesus and you die, it only gets better. Thirdly, there's just spiritual victory. He says in verse 30, the prince of this world, in other words, the evil one, Satan, is coming for Jesus and he's coming for us. Different places in Scripture says this. But then Jesus says, listen, Satan has no hold on me. No hold on Jesus. And if there's an area of our life where we will not surrender, it's not that Satan can ever take us over or possess us. That's not even a biblical term. But if there's an area of our life that we haven't surrendered, he can attack us in that area. But when we are in Christ, Satan has no claim on us. We belong to Christ, not the one who comes to destroy. This gives us peace. This gives us rest. This gives us strength. And we live rejoicing as we're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is good news. In a world filled with a lot of bad news right now. So let me just ask you some rhetorical questions. Are you an orphan? Absolutely not. You have a father who loves you, who has chosen you, who has adopted you. You're part of the family. You're provided for. You're cared for. Are you alone? Absolutely not. God the Holy Spirit is present with you and in you, and he will fill you if you let him. The same one who empowered Jesus is available to empower you. I invite you to pray to be filled with the Spirit. And just every day, just say, Today, Lord, this day is yours. I offer myself. Would you fill me and use me to live the way you've called me to live and to serve the way you've called me to serve. Is your life meaningless? Absolutely not. The Spirit will teach and empower and remind you of the things, as it says in verse 26, remind you of the things you need to be reminded of and give eternal meaning to your life. When we are filled with the Spirit, I can live a holy life and a life on mission. Are we captured today by a spirit of fear? Absolutely not because Jesus promises the very peace of God which is supernatural and not of this world. Do you need help? You absolutely do. We all do. The Holy Spirit will provide the help we need and as a result, we'll be more like Jesus, more like Christ. And friends, I would say to you, that is incredibly good news, good news. We're going to conclude our service now um, by having the offering. And so if you're online, we're going to